Okay, I have a great question that I wanted to share with you. She wrote in and said, hey, is everyone always really doing their very best? Welcome to the Love Your Life Show for spiritual beings having a human experience here on Earth School. To which I say yes, unequivocally and without question. Here's why. When we make choices, we make choices all day long, probably about an average of 200 choices, whether we're unconscious or conscious to them. Every time you make a choice, you're either making a choice from a place of reacting to what you perceive or responding. When we react to something, it means we're making a choice based on our unconscious egoic structure. This structure acts like uh, it wants to be right, to look good, to be liked, to fit in, to um, believe that you're good enough, you're smart enough, um, that you are in, in power. All, these are all the ways that our unconscious egoic structure operates. So what that really means in plain language is when we are not conscious and we're making a choice, it's based on a need that's even a little hidden to us. Sometimes you'll find yourself in a moment in your life, and you're like, wow, how did I get here? <laughs> you have to look, you gotta have to rewind and look at the choices that you made. And it's like, oh, oh, I can see that I made those string of choices because I wanted to fit in, because I wanted to look good, because I didn't want to look bad or not intelligent, because I, I wanted to be part of the group. I um, wanted to be right. Uh, I wanted to avoid looking a certain way, okay? So when we make choices without pausing to connect with what really matters to me, what do I really care about? What's truthful for me? We're just at the mercy of reacting and just going along with the flow and not really making any conscious choices. When we start to train ourselves to recognize the sensations of agitation in your system, and agitation can look like and can really feel like so many different things for different people. Sometimes agitation can feel like heat in your body, or it can be a prickly or an itchy sensation, or it can be the sensation to con of, of contracting, shrinking, withdrawing. It can be the sensation, agitation can be impatience or irritation, right? These are all sensations in the body. This is why your body is such a valuable tuning fork of information. Anytime we feel the sensations of agitation or uneasiness or unrest, that is your whole systemic alert saying pause. Just pause. If you pause, you have the potential to access responding to life versus just going into an automatic reaction, making an automatic choice without thinking. So when we pause and turn our gaze inward and just connect with, wow, what really matters to me? What do I really want? What am I worried that I'm gonna lose if I choose this? Where can I see that I'm allowing the perceptions of others to, to 
help me to make my choices for me. When we move into the world of responding, that now means we have access to choices that we didn't have when we were reacting. So when we are always doing our best, what our best is, is what we have access to. Sometimes our very best is being reactive and unconscious. Sometimes that's our best because we don't yet have the skill or the ability, no one has taught us, pause when agitated. Let's go in, let's see what's going on. So in that regard, sometimes we are making automatic choices that are reactive, that are hurtful, or have an effect on other people, ourselves and others, and it's destructive. And it's still our best because we don't have access to anything beyond that. We don't have a way of being yet. Yet is one of my favorite words that we can cultivate further. Now, this is where pausing is one of your greatest skill sets. I swear, pausing saves relationships. Pausing can save lives. When we pause and connect with, wow, I feel reactive right now. I wonder what that's about. Okay, I'm gonna let those sensations move through me. Now let me connect with what really would be my growth. I like this question. What would my growth do next? What would the growing, evolving version of me do as the very next step in this situation exactly as it is? When we pause and ask ourselves that, we have an opportunity through being aware to choose something a little bit different. This now is living our new best that we didn't have access to before. But pausing gives us that access. Pausing means we get present inside. We be with the uncomfortable sensations in our body we let them move. We do no harm to ourselves or others while we're just letting those felt sensations in our body move through. You see, a lot of times people don't even don't know until they're taught how to feel your feelings. A lot of times we go back up in our thinking and think about why we're feeling what we're feeling, but that's not feeling our feelings. That's thinking about why we're feeling our feelings. <laughs> in fact, that's thinking about why I'm feeling what I'm thinking. <laughs> Versus actually feeling our feelings means we go below the neck. We go into, we connect with the felt sensations in our body. That's actually feeling our feelings. And like a wave in the ocean, all felt sensations, which are the corresponding sensations of an emotion, they will move like a wave if allowed, because they will move uninterrupted. So the more we practice being with the felt sensations in our body that correspond to the preceding emotion, that correspond to the preceding thought we believe true, the more we now have access, sometimes you gotta breathe through it, to a new choice. And the new choice being the response 
not the answer. The response to a question like, okay, wow, in this situation, exactly as it is, what would my growth look like, sound like, be, or do? That question will always give you the very simple directions that are best for your growth and evolution in this situation exactly as it is. Because friends, you can't ask that question for another person. Like what would be the next step in this situation exactly as it is for my growth if you did X, Y, Z? No, <laughs> it can only be about you. It can only be about you. You are the only one you have any control over. And furthermore, the only two things you have control over are one, where you place your energy, where you place your attention. And number two, which thought you water. Whichever thought you think and believe true and continue to water and feed. Those are the only two things you have any choice around. Where you put your attention and what thought you water. Which is essentially your next step. Because whatever you think and believe true, you're then going to do. Because we are in a perpetual series of, I think something and I believe it true. I then have experienced the emotion that's the result of what I think and believe true, which creates the corresponding felt sensations in my body, which then has me do something. We So we move through think, feel, do. Think, feel, do. Watch yourself throughout your day to see how we are in a perpetual cycle of I think something, I then have feelings as a result of it, and then I do. <laughs> I do something. So here's an example. Let's say I wave to a friend. I think they see me and they look the other way. The thought I could have, because the thought we usually have first is the one that has us feel the crummiest. Oh, Bob doesn't like me. If I think that and I believe it true, I'm going to experience the emotion. Perhaps I'm going to have the experience of rejection. If I believe I've been rejected, I'm going to feel the felt sensations of rejection in my body. I may feel like my shoulders hunch. I may feel like that ache in my gut. It just may feel, I may suddenly feel heavy and dense and contracted. All because of the emotion, because of what I was thinking and believing true. Now, I think something and believe it true. Bob rejected me. I have the, I experienced the emotion of rejection. I feel those sensations in my body of heaviness, contraction, sadness. And then I do something. Maybe I get a box of cheese nips, or maybe I start people pleasing with another friend because I don't want them to reject me. So you see, oftentimes we now begin to create strategies in our lives because we're like, that felt so awful being rejected. And of course now we don't even know if that's what happened because we haven't asked Bob. We just, we're making up a story, assuming that's what happened. 
So we now start to experience this in our lives and we're going to create strategies in our personality to not experience that. So this is one of the ways that people adopt the people-pleasing personality is because it's like, I don't want to feel that rejection, which is one of the five core soul wounds. So I'm gonna act this other way to try to minimize the, the incidence of that happening. Um, so the original question <laughs> was, is everyone doing their best? Yeah, everyone's always doing their best because we are hardwired for survival. And so many of our personality traits come from and develop from the wounds we experience of the soul, which is abandonment and rejection, betrayal, humiliation and injustice. And then we create ways in our personality to compensate for that so that it doesn't happen. Now we're trying to control life. However, what you're going to learn, either the straightforward way or the long windy road way is you have no control over anything except where you place your attention and what thoughts you water. Everything else you think you're trying to control isn't control. It's anxiousness around trying to not get hurt. But we think that's controlling. It's not. It's simply anxiousness. It's the sensations of anxiousness on alert to try to look for the danger because we don't want to feel betrayed, rejected, abandoned, humiliated, or experience injustice. Until we have access to new skills, new awarenesses, one of my teachers always says we do not mature in the number of years we are alive. We mature in our awareness. We mature in our ability to pause, attend to the uncomfortable sensations in our body, to weather the whole wave without turning to a distraction to change the way we feel. You see, one of the most important life skills, and again, I work with two groups of people. I work with teens and young adults in their 20s, and then I work with grown-ups in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Let me tell you, it's quicker with the teens and the 20s because you don't have an extra 20, 30 years of practice with these habits. So the more you practice now in your teens and 20s, noticing of the 80,000 thoughts you have a day, noticing which ones you think and believe true, Noticing what, what you think and believe true that creates the sensations of tension or agitation or worry in you. Being with those uncomfortable sensations in your body by breathing literally into them. And I'm not kidding. It's like turning inward, just bringing your breath to where you feel the sensations. They will dissipate. It's like just be steady in a downpour. The pain stops. When the wave of emotions and sensations moves, it's like, okay, you now just did some weight training. Because what it means is you could withstand the discomfort of the emotions without picking up your phone, distracting yourself, eating, drinking, smoking, 
doing anything that will turn your attention away from the uncomfortable sensations in your body. The greatest skill you can cultivate, I cannot stress this enough, is learning how to be with the uncomfortable sensations in your body and not turn to something to distract or change the way you feel until after the wave has moved. If you practice this, you will cultivate and widen your bandwidth of awareness and resilience, and you will now have access and courage to new choices you did not have 